computer just threw a fit. <laughs> I say we had about 15 minutes in, and it, it decided to get funky. Um, but what I'm going to pull from that last one that we talked about is exactly what I started with. And before we started this, you prayed uh, for God to use this podcast in mighty ways, in ways that we can't imagine. And it made me think, like, obviously not all of the conversations throughout the Bible were noted. Uh, you know, it's 4,000 years plus another hundred some, you know, from the early church after the birth of Jesus. Um, like, obviously not all the conversations were included in Scripture. That'd just be a humongous book. So I wonder if some of the times, like, Paul was talking, like, the things Luke was writing down was like, oh, it's going to make it in the Bible. <laughs> like, this is for sure going to be included in the canon. You know, like, this, this is going to be talked about for a long time. Because I don't, do they even know that there was going to be a Bible? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. And then I asked you what the word Bible means, and you said you don't know. No, which I guess during the time of trying to fix the computer, I could have looked it up. Eh, you could have looked it up. I could have. What was I doing? Almost sleeping. That doesn't surprise me. Listen, I don't know what's wrong with me. The past, like, three days, I've been, like, asleep, like, dead asleep by, like, 9, 9.30. Well, it's because we've been so busy. We've been so busy. Oh, my gosh. So... Over the weekend, like, I moved a deep freezer, um, we had a bonfire, we had a bunch of friends over for dinner, and then Sunday, you know, played music and preached all day, and... And then we went on a date all night. Yeah, we went on a date, it was our anniversary on Sunday, it's just been busy. You went to a women's conference, what day was that? no. Was that Friday? Friday? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been Friday. Um, so tell us about that, briefly. Yeah. Or in depth. Um... Whatever, however you want to tackle it. How was your experience at it? Because you had talked about it. You were like, I'm going to a women's conference. And you were so pumped. Yeah. Because, I mean, anytime you get to go to a Christian con- conference, you know, it's like so enlightening just to be around other Christians and have that experience. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm glad that we went. Um, Amy and I went. A friend from high school actually invited uh, me randomly um, to go. And so I invited Amy and we went together and... You know, I'm glad that we went. Um, I'm not going to lie. It kind of had put me in a funk for a couple of days because I just was like super unsure what God was trying to tell me through it. Um, there was just, uh, as a whole, I would say like that specific one, I probably wouldn't go back to. Um, but I definitely think that God used it, um, to, to start working in me in some, some different ways. And so, um, I won't get into the nitty gritty of the things that I didn't care for, but, um, I did just want to share, um, a little bit about what the positive things that I got out of it. Um, and, uh, one of the things that I will say is that everybody who was leading that conference, um, was just like, pumped up for Jesus. I mean, like on fire for Christ and like on fire for what they believed in. And, um, the bottom line was like, even though, um, some of their beliefs didn't really fully align with my beliefs. Um, the bottom line was that they were excited about it and they were bold about it and they weren't afraid to tell you about it. And, um, all of those characteristics are characteristics that I want to have in my own faith. And, um, 
characteristics that I think I, I kind of lack in. And, um, as I'm praying through this, cause I'll be honest with you for a couple of days, like I didn't even want to talk to you about it. Like yeah. I was just very hush about it. Like people would ask me like, how was it? And I'd be like, Oh, it's fine. You know, like, but I just wasn't ready to talk about it because I wasn't sure. Like something you got to process. Yeah. I was processing it and you know, I was praying like, God, like, what are you trying to tell me here? And the past couple of days in my, in uh, my Bible studies and my readings and, I think even in Bob's, um, sorry, even in Bob's devotional this morning, I think the word, um, zeal popped up and the word like zealous keeps popping up. And so finally this morning I looked that up, like, what does that word even mean? You know? And, um, basically it just means like, just like super excited. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to be super excited about my faith. Like I want to be so excited about Jesus that like, I can't help but tell people every conversation that I have, like I include him in. So like, you know, like at high school, you know, they have like spirit week for homecoming and kids like, like they, they paint their hair different colors and they paint yeah. their faces and they literally ruin entire outfits because they paint them right. for their school colors. Like put on your school colors for Jesus kind of yeah. thing. Like have a spirit life. Exactly. For Jesus. And I almost felt like he was kind of trying to tell me that, you know, like I'm not, not that I'm not giving him the credit that he deserves, but that I'm not giving him the chance to do the things that he could, I don't know how to word it. He's been promising you he can do. Like, that's kind of what I'm taking from it is you believe that God is powerful and and you believe that God can move mountains and you've seen God do tremendous things Mm -hmm. in so many people's lives. And like you'd mentioned at this women's conference that there were women literally trying to pray cancer away. Like God, you will drive cancer out of this person's life. And that's a bold statement. Yeah, it is bold statement. But the thing Um, is they believed it. Exactly. And like, it's not that God can't. Right. And I like, I was talking to a friend about it today and I was like, honestly, I think it's not that I don't believe that God can do those things. It's that I don't believe that God will use me to do them. Yeah. And And that's a humble stance, you know, there's two sides and that's why scripture tells us to test the spirit because it's a humble stance. You know, like God, I believe that you can drive the cancer out of this person. But when I think where I doubt sometimes in prayer is like, it's hard for me to ask that question because I know I can't do it. You know, like it's really hard right. to fathom just how powerful God is. So when we're like, God, you will drive cancer out of this person. It's like, I can't, you know, like, I think that's where some of that doubt comes in. Cause I know God can do anything. I know God can do anything. I know God made the universe. I know all of the galaxies and I know he can cure cancer then, but like, I, I, I can't, doctors can't even figure it out. Right. You know? So like, I think that is a hard thing. Just as a small example. Yeah. But like when I tell you, like they believed it, like it was just like, that was one of the things where I've, I've just never experienced it before. Yeah. And I found myself like multiple times at the conference, just feeling very uncomfortable. And, um, man, of course I didn't like that. You know, I was like, I want to go back into my, my, Illinois Southern Baptist Church and I want to be comfortable again, you know, and man, I just feel like maybe we are entering into a season where God is calling us out of our comfort zones. And I think that we, 
I'm afraid that we live in a world of churches and Christians who just like to be comfortable. And listen, I am one of those Christians. I am. I even outside of my faith walk, man, I don't like change. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I just don't like it. And, um, but I feel like maybe God is calling us into a season of getting out of our comfort zones and, um, being zealous for him. And man, Christian, if you're listening to this, I just encourage you to take a look at your own life and just see like, where can I get uncomfortable for the glory of God? Yeah. And one thing that, um, she was saying, or one of the women was saying was that she grew up in a, um, church, uh, where people were afraid of the altar and, um, going to the altar is something that I've always, man, it's always been very sacred to me. And, Mm -hmm. but we like personally, just from somebody who attends a lighthouse, like we don't have people going to the altar very often, you know, and that's fine. Um, yeah. But like she was saying, like, she grew up in this church of people who were afraid of the altar. And if you did go up to the altar, it was because you were like dying. And then everybody was like thinking like, Oh, why is she going up to the altar? You know, it was almost like a walk of shame. And she's like, what on earth? Like we should be like more than willing. We should be looking forward. Like, just so thankful that we can go to the altar and lay our lives down for Christ each week. And like, gosh, like, yes. Yeah. Like, I just want to be like, I just want to see us on fire for Christ. Like I don't want to live in a world of Christians who are spiritually sleeping. Yeah. I want to live in a world of Christians who are zealous for Christ. And I want to be one of those Christians. And so, man, I just encourage you to wake up and it is like, now is the time to wake up and be zealous in your faith and to go out boldly and proclaim the, the good news of Jesus Christ and man, do it with confidence, not just just do it out of obedience, but like do it out of real love. And I think that's a big thing that we need to remember is like, if you love Jesus, you want other people to love Jesus. You know, that's that's the premise of why we do what we do is we want to sh- that's why it's good news, you know, good news gospel is is you want to share that good news. Imagine, you know, back in World War 2 when the war was ended, there was people flooding the streets and throwing newspapers about and hooray hooray the good news that the war is over, you know, we've won the war. We have won the war. Yeah, the war has been won. We didn't win it. And like you said on Sunday, like have confidence in that salvation. Like have confidence knowing that a your salvation is secured, and b other people's salvation doesn't depend on you. Yeah, go out boldly and plant those seeds, but don't get discouraged when those seeds find a season of drought. Like God will come through one hundred percent of the time. Two things: one, you know you're not wrong. There's no risk of you being wrong when you share the gospel because you know the truth. You know the truth because you, you've seen it in your own life. And number two, it's going to happen one day or another, whether you get to see that fruit or not, when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think I was talking to you about this, and it was a really profound thought that I had. And, and by no means am I saying I have like biblical evidence to back this up, and this is doctrine and believe this now. But it was just a profound thought that I had. Whenever you are prodded to share the gospel with somebody, when you have that feeling in your heart that suddenly one out of 10 people, you see this person, you're like, oh, God wants me to share the gospel with them. 
you can't be scared of that moment because if God ordained for you to share the gospel with that person, then he must have preordained that person to receive his grace. Yeah. God would not have you in that place at that time with that person to tell them that if he did not want them to hear his name. They might not respond to it then, but they will respond to it someday. Yep. And I, thought, I was like, wow, that's a really, really wonderful thought that if God is asking you to go somewhere, if God is asking you to get excited, it is for a reason that he has predestined and he has a plan for you. And don't don't miss out on the blessings and the plans that God has. Yeah, man. You were talking about, you know, getting out of our comfort zone. The first thing I thought of was it's time to take off the house slippers and put on the army boots. Yeah. Because we're real comfy. Mm -hmm. It's time to swap off our robe, our, our, our house coat, right, and put on the armor of God. It's time to get out and, and be big about our faith. And be excited. Like, I don't know what it was like back then because I was too young to understand. But, like, what if we were all Jesus freaks again? What if we got a little wacky for God? What if we got a little like, whoa, what's wrong with them Christians? Like, give me enough attention for you to ask what's wrong with me. Because there's a whole lot that's right. And that's Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. I just feel like we got to stop waiting around. I feel like God is, you know, God's on the move. And uh, I think he's got some really cool things up his sleeve. And I'm just pumped up. I get to be a part of it. It It would suck to miss it. It would. And so... Man, guys, friends, people I love and I care about, I just encourage you to seek the Lord on this. And um, maybe it's time that you feel like it's time for you to wake up, too. Maybe we can join together and, you know. Do something fun. Do something. Do something We, we, we can't think of everything. That was one thing um, that, you know, learning early in my, my pastoring and my shepherding and church planting skills through the SEND network was um, I, you know, I, I had some big ideas really fast and Danny would say, you know, he was our senior pastor and I'm like, can I do this? And he's like, I don't know why you're asking me. He's like, if you can put together a core team and make it happen, do it. And he's like, it doesn't have to be tied to lighthouse, but if you want to do this as a Christian, who's stopping you? If you feel God leading you, then make it happen. Get excited. Don't wait on a church. Don't wait on a pastor. Don't wait on a youth leader. Don't wait on an IBSA director, don't wait on anybody. If you have a thought that glorifies the kingdom of God and it requires people, go find Christian people and make it happen and get excited about it. It doesn't have to be part of the church. It just has to be part of your faith. Yeah, man. So, yeah, let's do big, exciting things for God. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, that's pretty much that. I don't really have anything else to talk about today. Um... No news or anything. There's probably news. I do have some facts about Saturn. Saturn. That's a strange planet to talk about in a Christian podcast. Is it? There's some like weird occult things that surround the planet of Saturn. Oh, I literally just typed in facts about and let Google come up with something and it said Saturn. It's a hidden agenda. The the Illuminati (laughs) has suddenly invaded the LP. Well, tell us about the uh, the ringed planet. Okay. Um, Well, its rings are not solid. They are not. They are made up of bits of ice, dust, and rock. Which is just bizarre to me. Yeah, that they just float around like that. Some of these bits are as small as grains of sand. I love that. But some are much larger than tall buildings. Oh my! Some are up to a kilometer. Imagine like I'm gonna go swim through the rings of Saturn. (laughs) You just get clobbered by the Sears Tower of a rock. Some are up to. More than a half mile across. Wow. That's crazy. 
Who's the guy that went out there with a measuring stick? Shut up. <laughs> um, a Saturn could float in water because it's mostly made up of gas. Um, oh You're my mostly gosh. made up of gas. <laughs> Listen, this is going to wrap it up. Are you ready? It's very windy on Saturn. All right. Winds that exceed 1.4 million miles per hour. Okay, what? You just ruined it because you were so dramatic. Okay, but 1,118 miles an hour. I honestly wanted to say 1,000, and I thought I was undershooting it. I've heard that before. Now, listen. Apparently, our Earth is spinning at like 1,000 miles per hour, which is hard to understand. I think Uh, that's the thing. But our winds don't reflect that. That's like real wind on Saturn. Do you say our rings don't reflect that? Our winds. Did I say our winds? I think you said rings. I don't know. It's 930. (laughs) I'm a little tired. I've been playing a bunch of Starfield. It's a space video game. It doesn't seem very windy on... Well, you can't touch Oh, hey, if you're still listening right now, just a heads up that next week we probably will not have an episode because AJ's going to be working seconds. Shoo-shoo! Pray for me there. Oh, I know we forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast we have our worship... And praise and oh, prayer night yeah. this Friday. Probably nobody's listening at this point. I hope they are because we have a giveaway at the end of this. And if you've been listening this long, you're suddenly entered in the giveaway. What? I'm not giving away anything. I'm just kidding. You we may do be have like a, swag a sucker. Store. What? A sucker? I got a free Honda hat today. You did get a free Honda hat today. Super cool. Ask me about it. If you've been listening, here you go. We will do a giveaway, and I tell you, I will reciprocate the goodness given to me by the people at Honda. If you ask me how I got a free hat, you get a free piece of swag. Only one, the first person to do it, because I ain't made of money. Um, the Listen, first person. I feel to ask like maybe me, like you get like a like a high five. You know what I mean? Who doesn't want a super awesome James Webb shirt from the LP store? I could think of a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ask me how I got a Honda hat and you get an LP shirt. Courtesy of me. First person. Oh, boy. Hey, babe. How'd you get a Honda hat? Oh. You see what I did there? I You got the link to the store. free LP shirt. You got the link to the store. All right, guys. See you guys.